My name is Tanya Council. I'm from Chapel Hill and I'm part of the Mama Dips Entourage is what I tell everybody. Um, I like to bake and cook and do all kinds of entrepreneurial things, as folks might say. Tanya Council is more than a person who likes to bake and cook. As she mentioned, she is an entrepreneur and probably one of the biggest supporters of local makers in the Triangle, if not North Carolina as a whole. You can learn more about her empire, as I would call it, uh, at her website, tanyacouncil.com, which we'll mention a little later. Uh, but our interview will go a bit further behind the scenes. We're going to touch upon many of the things Tanya's doing today, her family's very bright legacy in Chapel Hill, National Southern Food Day, which is a holiday I totally support, and which happens every January 22nd, depending on when you're listening, that could be today. Thank you again for listening to NC Travel Chat. I'm your host, Carl Hedinger. My doing in the community is just kind of trying to uh, bring everybody together as far as, you know, for our Southern food and makers and all types of craft designers and walks of life. And you have quite a few ventures, though, right? You have Tanya's Cookies, and don't you do a lot of other things? Uh, yeah, so I have Tanya's Cookies. I have uh, Sweet Tea and Cornbread, which is in Crabtree Valley Mall, which is a local product shop. Um, and then also have the Sweet Tea and Cornbread Cafe, which is currently closed right now due to COVID, as well as um, I just inquired NC Made um, last August, which is a online platform. And what does NC Made sell? Is it all goods by by you or is it other people in North Carolina? Um, no. So it's other people in North Carolina as well, uh, food makers that uh, like to show off their talents. And I like to kind of bring new people on all the time to show the world, you know, that North Carolina has a lot of things to offer as well. So is it throughout the entire state or is it like a specific region? It's throughout the state. Okay. And Sweet Tea and Cornbread, was that located in one of our museums? So that is the cafe. That is, you know, we have like a cafe in the Museum of History is downtown Raleigh. Okay. And that gets to my next question would be, uh, how has your business and your businesses, how have they had to evolve or adapt due to COVID-19? When COVID first hit, like everyone else, you know, we were trying to scramble and figure everything out. Pretty much everything got shut down. Um, and then we, well, I took upon like, kind of like sitting down and trying to figure out a plan to keep me and my staff kind of going work-wise. So we came up with porch drops and porch drops just allowed me to kind of use the museum, the cafe to kind of create items to like, to bring to people's doors. So you can have like Southern food dropped at your doorstep, basically. And And so that kept my staff going. And me as well. And uh, where where were you delivering food to? So I started with like a 15-mile radius. And then it kind of, the word got out um, through social media. So we kind of started extending the mileage. So now we kind of do like Chapel Hill, Durham, Cary. So it's like a 22-mile radius. Do you do this on specific days? Yes. Yeah, so we do it on Saturdays and Mondays. Okay. Like uh, all areas or is it like you do Raleigh, Cary on one day or Durham another? So from Chapel Hill, we do usually on, on Saturdays and then Durham, we do on Mondays and Saturdays sometimes. And then Raleigh is just Mondays. Do you think this porch drops? Do you think that this will be something you continue doing 
uh, after, you know, we get back to whatever normal is, um, or is that, or are you just playing it by ear? Kind of just playing it by ear. I feel like once um, everything kind of clears, the smoke clears with the COVID, um, I feel like people are going to want to get out and about. So hopefully that'll make more people interested in coming to the cafe um, and having that experience. Do you find kind of the logistics of, uh, you know, delivering food on and not serving people inside, do you find it to be harder to coordinate the deliveries than what you were doing before? Yes, of course. Um, anytime you got to start running around, it makes it a little bit difficult. But I think that we've pretty much got it under control. Kind of, it took a little time to get everything down packed, but we kind of maneuvered. But of course, people coming in is way easier than, you know, trying to coordinate porch drops. And it's kind of kind of goes back in a way to your roots. I mean, I, I really want to spotlight you and what you do as much as possible. But I mean, you you come from a pretty strong legacy of restaurant owners. And I mean, it's kind of in your in your blood. Right. How is Mama Dips doing right now? So they're doing like everybody else's. Uh, we're actually trying to uh, maintain you know, being open and Chapel Hill without students, um, it's kind of tough, but I mean, still opening Wednesday through Sunday, just trying to stay afloat like everybody else. It's, it's been a tough road, but hopefully we'll get through it. Y'all are doing like curbside or takeout. Mm -hmm. So they do curbside and takeout, and then they do have some dining in, of course, limited seating, but they've kind of gotten a little, uh, should I say, innovative with uh, doing things like the state fair. They did the state fair food and they're coming up with something for Valentine's day. And they're just kind of trying to get creative as well. That's kind of your big time, isn't it? With the state fair, uh, with your cookies. Yeah, that's one of, um, I actually missed doing that this year. It was kind of like you, you missed a birthday party or something like that. I love <laughs> the state fair cause it's kind of like summer camp. Um, so you see all these people you don't see all year long. So, you know, it's it was kind of hard not doing that this year as far as the vendors go and then also seeing customers that you normally would see. And uh, have you had still a lot of demand for your cookies? Yeah, so actually the State Fair did a very nice job of listing some of the vendors and stuff. Um, so people kind of reached out at Christmas time and bought cookies and stuff as well. Oh, yeah, that's cool. I mean, the, the cookies are kind of a big deal to me, just reading your story. Um, I'm sorry if I harp on them too much. They were kind of, based on the story I read about you, weren't they, you viewed them as a mistake and you were about to throw them away? Yeah, they were a mistake. Um, when I think of the cookies, it always kind of touches me um, or takes me back is what I'm trying to say. Working at the restaurant so many years, just trying to come up with something to go inside my grandmother's uh bakery case when we had first gotten it because there wasn't a whole lot of stuff in there so whenever I think of pecan pie you know I think of my cookies and vice versa but yeah there's that's kind of how I got my start um in the kitchen at mama dips and she uh Mildred she was kind of the person who who stopped you from throwing them away right yeah she stopped me from throwing them away um she always giving me advice on different things. And that one time she stopped me from throwing away, it kind of was like a aha moment, I guess. Her palate's like no other. I've always told people that she's just got this, she's had this palate 
and it's it's just tremendous. Like she knows what to add, like you know, with the whole dumb cooking thing, she knows what to add into something or take away from something. And she, it was just kind of something that happened that day. Would you say that there's anything that she's passed on to you that lives on today that that keeps you going? Oh, uh, a lot of things. Um, well, we're always taught um, as a family to, you know, always include everybody, um, speak to people and just go after what you want to do. You know, nothing's going to come. She taught us by showing us a lot of things that nothing's going to come easy. You kind of have to go after it as well. The life lessons. I mean, there was a lesson every day, whether you wanted it or not. And then you have that aha moment when you get older. Like, oh, that's what she was trying to teach me. Was there anything recently where you had an aha moment? The whole, a lot of people come to me and they ask me what my grandmother would have thought about the pandemic. And to be honest with you, for the first couple of days when the pandemic hit, I think everybody was kind of freaking out because no one knew what to do. And so the more I thought about it and when people were asking me this question, I was like, well, she'd tell us um, there's nothing we can do about it. You just got to figure out how to work around it. So, I mean, I think I've done a pretty good job of working around it. What, one other question or two I had about Mama Dips. When you yeah. were working there, did you ever get to see, like, Michael Jordan or any of the famous basketball players who were in there? Yes. Um, so we saw a lot of different people. Michael Jordan, Larry Berg, um, uh, Sam Perkins, James Worthy. Every time he came in, he was in the kitchen because um, he grew up, like, I guess with my aunts, them being in college and they used to kind of all hang out together or whatever. And um, just actually president, I, did, I wasn't there, but president Obama's um, oldest daughter came in um, with friends. I, I yeah. thought also Barack Obama was in there too. No, that was a rumor that oh. his daughter was the one that was in there. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then cause... Gail and then Gail, um, Oprah Spring, Gail, I can't think of her last Gail name. Gail King? Gail King, yeah. Oh, really? I mm-hmm. Her son was going to, was uh, looking at Duke, and she came by. And oh, people that's... would not let her eat. It was kind of funny. <laughs> that's that's cool. Since your family's footprint in Southern food, like in the area's food scene, but also Southern food as a whole is pretty huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the reasons that uh, we're talking today is about an upcoming uh, National Southern Food Day that happens each January. And mm-hmm. I was just wondering if you knew what that entails and what that would bring awareness toward. So Southern food, to uh, well, to me, um, just kind of takes us back a little bit to the history of why we do things that we do, like, you know, cornbread, how it kind of just embarks on our history. Cornbread and... Uh, sweet tea and stuff like that. It's just a real big Southern thing. And I think it's just a part of who we are from who we serve, the kind of foods that we serve, like at Sweet Tea and Cornbread and at Mama Dips as well. What do you encourage people to do on January 22nd? I encourage them to either cook um, a Southern meal or either to kind of go out and support the Southern um, restaurants that are around. So I guess I have off of that uh, two questions. Do you have like a favorite Southern meal that you cook? It's like your go-to. Um, my Southern favorite Southern meal would probably be, of course, fried chicken and cornbread and 
college, stuff like that, stuff I grew up on. Outside of, of your family's businesses, do you have any favorite Southern restaurants like in North Carolina? Um, any shout outs you want to give? Southern restaurants, Southern restaurants. At the top of my head, I think that maybe not restaurants, but I like to give a shout out to a lot of the Southern makers that we have in the store. Um, so, I mean, we have so uh-huh. many different products that people can come into. It's like Mike D's barbecue sauce. And uh, we have our own signature cornbread from Sweet Tune Cornbread. We also have your mama style who does a bacon and fig jam. That's really good. Um, Bertie County peanuts. If you consider it, I mean, that's a Southern staple. Yeah. In North Carolina as well. And then uh, of course, Chapel Hill toffee. It's not really that Southern, but I think they put a good twist on I love their toffee. Their sweets as well. It's good stuff. And the coffee toffee is really good as well. And then uh, Crowbar actually does chow chow. And that's considered a Southern staple with collards and cornbread. Um, they're out of Switzerland, North Carolina. So it's kind of like not only giving um, shout out to restaurants, but there are a lot of these makers that actually sell to restaurants as well. Yeah, those people are, are just as crucial in a way as as the people making the food, right? Correct. Um, you'd be surprised how many people um, outsource to small makers um, for their menus. There's yeah. a lot going to the farmers markets make a real big uh, difference to our community. Yeah, and is that what Mama Dips does? Um, yes, they utilize the farmers markets. Uh, that's kind of how I got started going with my grandmother to farmers markets. Every Saturday, we uh, hit a farmers market in Raleigh. Um, and everybody knew her by name. So just going out there sometimes on Saturdays when I have the chance to get out there, it kind of brings back a lot, a lot, a lot of memories, filling up the pickup truck and heading back to the kitchen to use the Mm. products that we bought there. Wow. Is that the uh, state farmer's market? Correct. Uh The state farmer's market, as well as the Carboros farmer's market. So I've, I've gotten to now that I try to hit one, at least twice a month. Like last weekend, I went to Carboros Farmer's Market to, um, I was looking for pickles and I, I met the Valley Brooks Farms um, owner who does a good job on pickles and muscadine. So those are sort of the main two you go to, the State Farmer's Market and the Carboro? Right. And then the one at University Place. Okay. I appreciate you taking the time to chat with me today. I have one last question before I let you go. Um, when you're not busy you know, doing all the things you're doing. Uh, I was just wondering if there's anywhere in North Carolina you like to go, relax, explore, all the above. I don't take too much time off. Um, but when I do, I actually have a friend that lives at Carolina Beach. Um, so she moved there about a year ago. So that's been helpful. Um, I've been there maybe like once. But I think going to like farmer's markets and I'm kind of weird going to farmer's markets and scouting new uh, vendor shows, which we haven't had a whole lot of this year. But just looking for new products kind of is an unwind for me, kind of mm. winds me down. And then I also get to, you know, talk to people and just kind of try new things. For many people, maybe their their passion is their way of relaxing. It is. Uh, um, I tell people all the time that cooking relaxes me. Just being in the kitchen relaxes me. A lot of people, they're like, you need to take a break. You need to do this. But it's like, when I wake up in the morning, it's just what I love to do. So, is there anywhere uh, like what would be like the farthest away farmers market you've been to? Uh, I've been to the Greensboro farmers market, and it's been years ago. But I was in 
I can't remember the name of it, but we went to Biltmore State and then we caught a farmer's market in Asheville. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, a long time ago. That's really cool. Um, I'm more, uh, I'll be keeping an eye out for more farmers market. The one in Greensboro, is that the one that's right off the interstate? Correct. Uh-huh. Yeah, that one looks huge. Um, yeah, it's a nice farmer's market. Would you and say then there's a black, uh-huh, sorry. oh, sorry, go ahead. There's a black farmer's market. I haven't quite had a chance to catch it because the hours sometimes conflict, but I really would like to catch the, there's a black farmer's market in Raleigh. Oh, yeah. There's one in Durham every now and then. And kind of like you said, I, I can never line up the hours. Yeah, I've been to that one too. It's kind of early and they shut down pretty early too. Yeah. Before I let you go, I mean, is there anything else you'd like to tell people about what you do? You know, what what you'd like to see more people do in North Carolina regarding their food or anything in general? Um, I'd like to see more people go after their passion. A lot of people come to me and they're kind of conflicted on should they start a business or should they just kind of like not worry about it? But I think if you're passionate about it, um, especially when it comes to food, I think, or any other craft that they may want to do, they should go for it, whether, you know, start off small and then kind of build it as you go. But um, I think North Carolina, and then if they do have something that they have and no one's has anything like it, they need to push it towards people like me so we can get their name out there. But I feel like um, North Carolina has a deep history on Southern foods. And I feel like a lot of people don't know that, whether it be bottled up, jarred, or being from a farmer, I think that uh, people should look at what we do locally. Because if they don't start buying local, um, a lot of these little small businesses won't make it. I absolutely Uh, agree with you. Uh, During during this pandemic, I've been trying as much as possible to eat takeout from somewhere local. And I hope, I hope people are doing that too. It kind of reminded me, I know I've been sticking to Durham as far as that goes, but I might have to make a special trip out to Chapel Hill and uh, nice. stop by Rosemary street. Yeah. Cause we don't want Rosemary street to end up like uh, a lot of these other streets as well. Um, the one thing that I've been talking to with Chapel Hill uh, downtown Alliance is they're trying to rebuild Franklin street. Cause Franklin street, as everyone knows, is not the same as, like when I grew up, you know, we had the flower ladies and all these pe- different vendors selling on the side of the street. You know, we'd pull up and buy flowers every weekend, but it went to commercialized. And so we're trying to figure out how to bring back the local Chapel Hill that everyone knows now, you know, that everyone knew. So I have a lot of classmates and people like that that are, we're trying to get, you know, together and try to figure this thing out. I hope they do. I mean, I think having a a downtown that is representative of the community is it's what keeps me interested in going around the state. You can put a big box brand anywhere, but you can't have a small place um, that people love that is local is that's a gym within a city. You can go to any kind of national chain in any state, but like a small place, you know, I I think a lot of people are helping out with local, but I think there are a lot more people that can is what I was going to say. Yeah, I mean the big the big boys are uh, they're going to be fine. Right. I think after this, we gotta gotta support local now and forever. Honestly, well, thank you so much, Tanya. I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me, and I hope we can spread the word about you as much as possible. Um, and in doing so, where can people find out more about you and 
what you do? So if they go to tanyacouncil.com, it tells you everything, every business that I have and everything that I do and why I like to do it as well. Um, and it keeps you, we keep it updated a lot. We have great social media platform, which um, lets you know, like we have the Valentine's Day stuff coming up soon and it'll be listed. Um, and also what porch drops will be hitting everybody's door soon. What would be the best social media to find out more about what you're doing? TanyaCouncil.com or SweetTeaAndCornbread.com. Okay. And Sweet Tea and Cornbread on Instagram? Yes, yeah, Sweet Tea and Cornbread on Instagram as well. Okay. Cool. Well, uh, thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking time to talk with me and uh, wish you all the best and hope you know you can get through what's going on now and come out of it stronger than ever. Thank you. We appreciate that. And just tell everybody to keep supporting local. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll never stop. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank all you. Right. you have a, thank you. Have a good day. Yeah, you too. Bye. Again, thank you to Tanya for taking the time to talk with me. I hope I can return to her family's restaurant in the very near future. In the meantime, all of us can support what she's doing by visiting her website, checking out her various ventures. If you're unfamiliar with Mama Dips or Tanya's Cookies, please look them up at least because you need to fill up on her and her family's food. Thank you again for listening. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star review and some kind words, and don't forget to subscribe. Until the next episode, we hope you're able to get out there and see something awesome in North Carolina. Take care.